This podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our AI in Action series, where leading minds in AI from across the world share their story, success, and advice. AI in Action cuts through the hype and explores the true impact of artificial intelligence in our world today. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Brad Pride. Brad is the co-founder and COO at OneTree Biotech. Brad, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for agreeing to do this. So let's start with yourself, first of all. Can you please give us a bit of a background of your journey in technology, from where you got started, some of the roles you've held along the way, and take us up to the idea behind OneTree Biotech. So I actually started off my career in finance and I was working in London and I was working in finance. I worked for a large investment fund there and I moved into trading. And I would say what ultimately brought me the direction I'm in now is uh, losing a family member to cancer, which is an unfortunate event. And that is what really made me realize the fragility of life and made me want to do things in my life that are a little bit more meaningful and purpose-driven. So I started head towards tech, and as the CEO of a tech company, I sold the, the company. And after the acquisition, I moved back to America New York City, where I was building out tech subdivisions for Fortune 500 companies, applying AI to a variety of different industries. And it was whilst I was doing that that I began to network in New York City. And that's when I came across my co-founders now, who are building out our technology out of the now largest precision medicine institute in the United States, Wall Cornell Hospital Systems. And what we're doing uh, together is building out the business of One3. But what One3 is able to do is use a combination of uh, a data engine that we built and then an AI platform to make predictions within drug discovery, ultimately leading to a higher success rate in the clinic. Uh, so there's a massive failure rate within drug discovery. And we're tackling that by predicting the underlying biological elements of uh, drug discovery. So there's a higher chance of success, if that makes sense. It certainly does. And it's one of the most exciting um, areas that potential impact that technology and AI can have, which is around improving the success rate at early drug discovery. So can you give us some insight into how this came about? Because obviously you talked about your background initially being in finance, but then a personal life event moved you towards health tech. Speak to us about the early stages of formation of 1.3 and from, from the concept to getting off the ground and, and looking at when you guys launched, not too shortly after that, we were impacted yeah. by COVID and all the craziness of the pandemic. Can you give us some insight into what the, the journey has been like? Yeah, absolutely. Answering your first question first, one three. So when I came across my co-founders, that was 2018. 1.3's technology actually was built out in 2011. And it was built off the premises that AI, machine learning, was seen to be incredibly useful. In 2011, there's already different methodologies that were being born onto that field. I've been primarily focusing on things such as chemistry, so doing hit to lead, predicting a compound that will be efficacious against a particular target. And we realized that there wasn't many solutions out there back in that time that focused on biology, which is the reason why majority of the reasons why drugs fail or therapeutics fail is for biological reasons. So such as not having right efficacy within humans, uh, having toxicity within humans, so being toxic to the human body that's usually found on phase one trials. And the reason that no uh, solution had come about by that point in time is because there was 
not really uh, many people who are piling in massive different diverse data sets, so a multitude of different data points. And no one had built it out the methodologies to be able to analyze all of those different points accurately and in, in unison. So since an ensemble workflows have come out, which give people that ability, but we built essentially that, but for the purpose of biological predictions. Uh, so that was where we saw an area within the market and an opportunity to start to enter and develop out. Uh, so first step to developing out the actual technology was making uh, these predictions, but within our own labs at Wall Cornell. Uh, and then we started to see very like through time and reiteration of the, the dry predictions, so the computational predictions. Uh, we started to see a lot of success and then tested it out in our lab. Uh, and then we started to move on to different partnerships. And in partnerships, we saw that same success and just saw very huge, clear commercial propositions through those partnerships. So um, some have been very well doc uh, documented in publications. So we actually featured Nature Communications for work with Oncocytics, where we were actually able to find for a drug that would have otherwise potentially been shelved, uh, we were able to find the optimal patient population for them. So that means some drug that was struggling to find the right uh, disease to treat, we're able to pinpoint it towards a rare brain cancer. And when that entered phase two trials, we proved that that prediction that would be efficacious against that brain cancer was accurate. So patients came into those trials who were given a week to live to a month to live and now are still stable. And this was two years ago. So it's miraculous to see you know, how computational algorithms can make a difference and directly impact patients. So that was around about 2018 when we made that. Now moving on to I think one of your later questions, how did COVID affect us? So we raised our most recent round of funding right before COVID, which was extremely opportune because immediately venture capital did freeze up a little bit. And we used that money to recruit the team, which was super interesting, of course, because up until recently, uh, a lot of the different data scientists and computational biologists that I'd met, I hadn't met in person. So we hired a big team throughout the country. And we did see at first it difficult to start to build out our partnerships just because a lot of people were trying to figure out their own operations, not sure what to do. Conferences are still getting postponed to this day. We had to find a way to reach out with different partners and, and find a way to get in touch. But eventually we did see that this worldwide pandemic did have a significant shift of positive interest in how to better make drug and therapeutic discovery more efficient. So after you know, a year or so, we started to see that become more interesting to people. We saw AI and drug discovery be less of taboo and more of something that more people were willing to focus on. And then our direct involvement with coronavirus, we actually, there was an aspect of our technology we licensed out for free to anybody who was working on small molecules in COVID. So we allowed people to do toxicity predictions for uh, small molecules in COVID at early stage of pandemic. And yeah, we are coming out of the pandemic with a lot more different partnerships that we've been able to sign. So we figured out how to move in partnership and our business model ultimately. And we also were fortunate enough to find our own internal predictions of certain therapeutics that we believe to be efficacious against cancer. I have been started to move forward with those into the clinic. So growing not only through partnership, but also through our own internal development. So it's been a pretty exciting time for us. Very all over the place, as you can imagine, as a new company growing, hiring people without meeting them, but we got through and took advantage of different technologies to help us get there. Great to hear, because like many startups, the first 18 to 24 months are often the most challenging without a global pandemic. But the fact that you guys have been able to grow and be successful and have the, the case studies as evidence as the, the impact that this technology can have only leads to, to more excitement when you think about what the future holds. 
You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. Staying on that topic then of, of looking ahead, now that you've got your proof of concept up and running and you've got the evidence of impact, you touched on it briefly there, some of the, the future use cases. Looking at, I suppose, the next 24 months, what are, are some of the, the major milestones you're working towards, whether it's new projects, increase in headcount or, or uh, partnership growth? Yeah, so I'd say all of the above. So I think that some of the major milestones, so we've proven out commercial validity. Uh, we've proven out validity of the predictions as in we make a prediction that it's happening to humans. We've signed a lot of different partnerships and we just want to advance those partnerships and, and see those predictions be validated within the clinic, within humans. So those are some very important ones. We also want to build the team out to be able to support with new partnerships and our internal development. I can talk about milestones a little bit more explicitly and a little bit more detail because we actually do have partnerships where we have milestone payments that will become due. So I can relate it to that. So one project that we've been working on is where we're looking to predict the targets. So a target is something that you would, a uh, therapeutic would target within the human body to have a positive effect on a, a certain disease. So we're looking for specific targets for either cancer, where if you turn off this gene in the body, the cancer will stop spreading or in a signature where if you, you know, activate these genes and then inhibit these genes, uh, it will stop the, the growth of an infectious disease. And all of these partnerships re result in us having to go through, do the scientific work to make the predictions. And then it's on to our partner to bring it out into the wet lab. So milestones that we'd love to see is within this year, a lot of those predictions being finalized and then actually making its way into wet lab and being proven out in cell tests and then animal tests and ultimately within humans. Something that we'd love to see across the board when all the partnerships that we're engaging in, because uh, not only would we get payment for that, but also it's just a great step forward towards improving the lives of people infected by those diseases. I'd say other milestones as a company that we want to go through is sign more partnerships like that, but then also have the same type of milestones, but for our own internal development of pushing forward drugs towards specific oncology indications that we have uh, would be great. And then, yes, yeah, I mentioned hiring the team around it and uh, yeah, just getting more deserved publicity for one three. So publicity off the back of success within the various different wet lab validations of our prediction. We hope you can achieve all of those milestones because the impact is pretty uh, incredible. Staying on the topic then of, of team, look, you, you've had a uniquely challenging time of trying to hire in a global pandemic, but you've somehow managed to do it and you've hired some incredibly talented people. When you're speaking to candidates about one tree and, and the potential impact, what is it that you tell them that has got them excited to join you guys over some of the many other great opportunities that exist out there for particularly for people working within the technology space? Yeah, that's no, a good question. And something that really, I think we had a lot of success with, as you mentioned. But I think it it's being able to show true passion in what we're doing, backed by the fundamental success that we've had. So I think that it's, you can say and you can sell a dream and that's great, but if you're just selling it and you're not actualizing it, and that doesn't really count. So I think that anyone can dream, uh, few people can execute and dream at the same time. I think it's obviously going through people, what we need to do to continue to be successful and what we've done and proof that we can do it going forward. So that more objective, fundamental business use case. But then after that's established, just speaking upon what that dream is. So 
um, telling people from all different types of backgrounds. So because we sit at you know this intersection of biotech and tech, we're able to bring in people from a pure tech background and just have them work closely with a, someone that, with a strong biological background to help you know merge those two different knowledge expertise areas. So therefore, long story short, we're giving people who previously otherwise wouldn't have had the ability to make this impact on humanity the chance to do that. So you may be currently AI engineer working for, uh, let's say like Google or another Spotify, like a tech company. And then you come across an interesting opportunity where you're seeing if I help build this technology, it might actually lead to saving people's lives who otherwise wouldn't have a treatment for the thing that is killing them. And that seems really interesting. Uh, so I might want to come along. And I, so I think telling people about that opportunity to get involved, seeing our interest in it, seeing the traction we've got in market, and then also just speaking to the culture of our company that we've built. So being able to you know, say that we put people first, everyone's really saying that, <laughs> I think in all tech companies, because you want to try and get some very rare and the best talent, but really just speaking to what we implement to make that happen, talking about the different company events we're having and speaking to different cultural aspects that show that you really do get that. So things about, you know, collaboration being incredibly important, but you know, what that means. So collaboration means that you not only have to be able to speak openly towards other people, but you also have to do it. It's on you to do that diplomatically. And then you have to be open yourself and take criticism. And that goes from leadership all the way down to an first out of college hire. So I think it's being able to speak thoroughly on the cultural values that you have and give examples that kind of demonstrates the fact that you actually mean it and you actually implementing these cultural values within the company itself. Brad, final question for me then. Look, we've talked in great detail about potential use cases and what you and our Montreal are trying to do is really exciting and and game-changing in many respects. So if you guys can accomplish it, it really is going to have a monumental impact for the lives of many people. So my next question and final question is, what are you most excited about when you look ahead at the potential for one three? What are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, I think that when you look at the way that technologies enter different industries successfully, there's undeniable positive outcomes, which are just exciting to see anyways. Anybody who's going into business or Anybody who has that human nature to like progress gets excited about that. So when you look at, I remember Uber came into London when uh, a black cab cost me 50 pounds to get home and it was the most frustrating thing ever. Then all of a sudden it was costing 15 pounds and I was able to get home way easier. Like black cabs wouldn't even take credit cards. So it was just a complete relief to see those improvements get there where it directly impacted me. And it's one of the most interesting applications of already existing technology, right? It's so cool to see that your ride home, you can get excited about that when your ride home gets better because technology has been. So think about that within the pharmaceutical industry, within the biotech industry. Uh, the impact is cool, but also just amazing addition to humanity. Now it's, it will be part one, three, but a lot of other players in there. But there's just such a huge opportunity to improve this industry. And the direct effect of that is, is more people get to live healthier and normal life. So I'm extremely excited for that. Uh, right now, the failure rate of bringing a drug or a, a therapeutic from you know, conceptualization to the market and to the people that need it the most is 96%. So as we improve that and bring in different systems like AI, machine learning in the right areas, you'll just see that benefit reach out to people who are in extreme pain or 
uh, ailment uh, and start to get the treatments a lot quicker. So I'm super excited for that. And since I'm you know relatively new to the industry, I can tell that there are so many opportunities where this technology is going to make that impact. So I'm just looking forward to seeing it. I'm looking forward to more success kit cases that we've been able to demonstrate with our different partnerships. And I'm also looking forward to the, the first purely owned 1-3 therapeutic going after a specific cancer subtype. We're all rooting for you. Everybody who's listening to this is hoping that you guys can be as successful as possible because we're all going to be able to benefit from it. Brad, thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate you uh, sharing your background, talking to us about the origin story behind One Tree, what you guys are doing. I can't speak highly enough about it. Wish you guys the best of luck. And I'm excited to hear from you again in a couple of years and get an update on, on the growth of the business. I appreciate it, John. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aldis Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.